what is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belle Bid DeVoe. This is Julie Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India Ari. Hey, what's up? This is Brandy. Music and features from a woman's perspective. Intriguing conversation. Espresso. The Mocha Mix. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. First Lady Michelle Obama, Kerry Washington, Lena Waithe, Robin Roberts, and Cafe Mocha were just announced as some of the great Award winners this year. The Gracies is an award that honors standout women in media. It's our third, and we're being honored for a little show that honors Marla Gibbs and the rich history of black television. Check it out. Cafe Mocha begins now. It's Cafe Mocha. Lonnie Love, along with Angelique and Yo Yo. I have a question for you, ladies. Change.org, there's been a petition put out from some fans of Marble that want to continue T'Challa's uh, story and they want to recast Chadwick Boseman um, mm-hmm. for T'Challa. And, you know, this is, they've gotten quite a number of signatures. Now, just to remind the listeners, um, Marvel and director Ryan Coogler uh, has stated that they would not recast T'Challa. I believe that they're going to either use the sister, which was in the comics, Siri, as the new Black Panther. But uh, a lot of people are feeling that they should recast because there's so much stories. Like, if you look at the true comic of Black Panther, there's a lot of story left with T'Challa. And so for true comic book lovers, they feel like, you know, this is something that would be great to show superheroes for little black boys and little black girls. And also for, to show black men as superheroes. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to know, what do y'all think? Should they recast or should they leave it alone? Move on? What? You know, I think they should. I mean, when you put it that way, because his legacy is not the entire legacy of the comics. And I think, well, I I think that, yeah, it it should continue. I was surprised that they made the announcement so quickly after his death. My preference would have been, hey, we're not recasting this right now. Um, But I think that when you look at Batman, how many Batmans have there been? Right. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Batman has been recast a thousand times. Superman. And have have you seen Spider-Man lately? Right. Exactly. (laughs) And just knowing him as an actor, Mm -hmm. I don't think Chadwick would would say, don't recast me. Now, I would like to see what his his widow says. I would like to hear from her. And I think maybe like what you said, Angie, I just think that it's like too soon Mm -hmm. um, to make, you know, like it's too soon to be even talking about recasting or not recasting. But I think everybody was so caught up in the moment at that time, you know, that they were like, we're never going to recast him ever again. And so, you know, you have these people and I I really believe the fans are doing it out of love. It's not out of like, we want to forget about Chadwick. It's like, he will always be remembered. He will be the first, you know, honorable intentions. But I think long-term we Mm. need a, we need another black Panther. Cafe Mocha, looking back at our Gracie award-winning interview with TV legend Marla Gibbs. It's Cafe Mocha, Angelique, Lonnie Love, Yo-Yo, and on the line, Lonnie Love, please introduce this woman. 
Oh my goodness. She is a treasure to us. We know her many characters as Florence um, from the Jeffersons, Mary from 227. She's a, a renowned actress. Miss Marla Gibbs, welcome to Cafe Mocha. We will be honoring you September 12th for the Salute Them Awards. My goodness, thank you. Now let's chat because tell us what was it like being a young black female during that time in the 70s trying to make it in Hollywood? Oh, it was wonderful when I got the news that the Jeffersons was accepting audition for a new series. And I went in and I got the part. So that was great. <laughs> You're glossing over the, the coolest part is that it was only supposed to be like one episode. How do you turn it into a career? <laughs> right. It was just a one-time guest shot, and I gave it back to the original maid, and I, I, as far as I was concerned, that was the end of it. But then they called me back, so great. Yeah, you were always one of our favorites. People loved you because of your realness, because they could relate to you, and you... You came in like a mother who was just going to work, and we got a chance to see that inside life. Thank you. Is it true? I mean, I, I hear all kinds of terrible things about Hollywood, but is it true that they didn't tell you guys that the Jeffersons were canceled? You realize that the network is trying their best to make some money, and at some point, you've been on so long, so they like to lose this, and they have another thing. They replaced it with Murder, She Wrote. But we were well, on three times a week. We had two reruns and the original show. They're thinking if people didn't say anything, they would still think that we were still on. Oh. Because when you're running like 10 years, they might have missed some episodes. So, so far, nobody had a fit that we were gone because they didn't know we were gone. Gotcha. Mm. Now, my question, Ms. Gibbs, about the Jeffersons was that it was unlike good times, you know, where we're dealing with, you know, the, the, the projects and poverty, uh, the Jeffersons, you know, didn't that, did that make you feel good? Was, what was the talk around that time? Because it was like, this is a, a, a black businessman and he has a, a maid. I don't know what the talk was in Hollywood. It was okay for us though. I mean, being an upscale black family, because we knew people like that. We weren't, that's not who we were on the outside, but we knew people like that who lived in wonderful apartments, high rises and uh, mansions and things like that. So for us to come in and represent that and be able to represent all different aspects of society was really good. I think the show was successful because different people could, from different walks of life could relate to us. I represented all the people who just worked for a living and had a boss. Isabel was the person who, who now had money and, and uh, donated her time to charity. Roxy was the person who was in an interracial relationship. And then you had Mr. Bentley who worked for the UN. And so we got to see what it was like to talk about foreign entities and all of that. And then you had uh, Ned Werdemer, who was the doorman. He represented all the people who worked for tips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved him. Somebody. That, that, was uh, such a fun, that was such a funny character. He just always had his hand out. <laughs> I'd like yes. to see if, if I can switch over a little bit. 
Uh, Mrs. Gibbs, you were around the civil rights movement, Black Power, Watts, Rodney King, all of those things. What do you think about today's movement? Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry we're still going through it. But I was in Detroit when King came through with the march. But I wish I had been more involved, but I was not. I was able to take food down into the community during the curfew to drive down there and take this. My mother had a little church down there. I was able to take food down to them. July 4th weekend is just around the corner. You know what that means. Essence Festival of Culture presented by Coca-Cola. Mary J. Blige, Jasmine Sullivan, Neo and D-Nice, Kirk Franklin, DJ Khaled. Passes available at EssenceFestival.com. Cafe Mocha, looking back at our Gracie Award winning show on the legacy of black television, which included a little known PBS show called Soul. It's Cafe Mocha. When you think of groundbreaking black talk shows, what names come to mind? Oprah, right? Arsenio, right? Maybe Nat King Cole? Soul Train? Hmm? Well, back in the 60s and 70s, there was a show called Soul on PBS. Let's check out a little bit of it. And now the very first musical performance of our show, Sarah Dash, Nona Hendrix, Patricia Hope, also known as Patti LaBelle and the Bluebells. Sang it, Miss Patty. Yes. <laughs> oh, goodness knows. Joining us to talk about this groundbreaking show and the show's host, Ellis Hazlip, is filmmaker Melissa Hazlip, who is also his niece. Hey, Melissa, how are you? Hey, now. I'm glad to be here. How you doing? Melissa, who is Ellis? Tell us about his show, Soul. Ellis Hazel was my uncle. He was such an incredible guy. You know, he was a producer. Um, he was a curator of the culture. He was a curator of black joy. He just curated everything. He was in love with our people. And he had this wonderful show on PBS called Soul, S-O-U-L with an exclamation point. And it was on from 1968 to 1973. And it was just incredible because up until that moment, you know, it had not been anything about the true black America with creativity and vitality. You just didn't see that. There was no other program like this before. When you look at the documentary, you see, what's the name from Amen? As a poet. Anna Maria Hartford. (laughs) Before she was on Amen, before she was on any of the shows that we've known her for, uh, she was doing poetry on Soul. I looked, and you see so much of that in this documentary. But can you talk about how instrumental he was in kicking off careers for, like, Ashford and Simpson? In terms of Ashford and Simpson, you know, they were songwriters. So they were writing for Motown, right? They were writing songs for Tammy Terrell and Marvin Gaye. But Ellis said, no, you guys should be an act. You should do your own music. He put them on the show. show. He gave them their own show. They gave them a whole show. Wow. A whole show. (laughs) And suddenly they became, overnight, Ashford and Simpson. And, you know, they talk about that in the film. They say, you know, there wouldn't be an Ashford and Simpson if there hadn't been soul. He was constantly doing that. Like he put... uh, Arsenio Hall on the show as a 15-year-old doing magic tricks. Wow. Wow. 
You know, and we all know what <laughs> we all know what happened to Arsenio. He turned into you know a great, wonderful late night host, and so a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so many people are standing on the shoulders. You know, he paved the way for so many of us. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. We have Melissa Hazlip who has reclaimed a very important piece of black history. We're discussing a talk show that was on PBS in the late 60s, early 70s. That was pretty much the blackest thing on at the time. And and honestly, since Melissa Hayslip's movie is called Mr. Soul. Yo-Yo, go ahead. Nikki Giovanni was a regular, the black poet. Was anyone else on TV promoting um, poetry? Not at the time. It wasn't really even considered an art form. And if it was, it was on paper. You know, you didn't get to see the all-stars of po- of poetry. In other words, it, it predated, mm. you know, Deaf Poetry Jam. But right. so much of that was because of Ellis Hazlip and a, a director that he hired that he thought was amazing named Stan Lathan. Stan Lathan was one of the first directors on Soul. And we all know Stan went on to do Deaf Poetry Jam, right. so much more. This was the language of the streets. This was the language of our culture. Melissa, I feel like a big old chunk of my history has just been thrown in my face. I know, <laughs> I mean, you know, my family's from Brooklyn. You know, they watch Channel 13, yet nobody yeah. seems to know about this show. Why? I know. You know, I like to say it's the greatest show you've never heard of. It was just for real. Like, this is this is how we get down. We like to have a club. We like to have a drink. We like to smoke. We like to watch, right. uh, you know, McCoy Tyner or, or, or Max Roach or Patti LaBelle. And so he would create that kind of vibe, right? Nobody was checking for us in 68. They just killed Malcolm and Martin, I mean. Uh, in 68. Speaking about um, Dr. Martin Luther King, the show was all about Black power and pride. Yeah. So featured leaders of the movement, which I love. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. That was really important for Ellis. And to, to not just represent singing and dancing, you know, he would say Black culture is not all about finger popping time, you know, just like mm-hmm. feeling good. It's about the complexity of our thoughts. It's mm-hmm. about our thinking of ourselves as a nation of people, not as a nation of people who fit into a larger narrative, but our own narrative and who are our leaders. Jesse Jackson was on the show, but also the Black Panthers were on there. You know, Kwame Ture, Stokely Carmichael was on there. Your history don't begin 400 years. Your history begins millions and millions and millions and millions of years ago. While the white boy was in the caves, your fathers were building pyramids. The Eiffel Tower is falling. The pyramids are standing strong. You built them, brother. You didn't see Kathleen Cleaver talking about being a mother, but also being the, you know, communication secretary for her husband, Eldridge Cleaver. Okay, well, how can people see Mr. Soul? How do they get to see your documentary? Since everything else has gone virtual, why not release the film virtually? So we partnered with cinemas all over the country, the type of theaters that would play an independent film like this. What you do is you go to our website, MrSoulMovie.com, and there's a huge list of like 70 theaters and theater organizations, a couple of drive-ins, and places that will show the film virtually. All you have to do is buy a ticket, and then you can watch it on your computer, on your tablet, or on your TV. 
you know, it's just 12 bucks to, to watch the film. The whole family can watch it. You can watch for up to 72 hours. And it's just a way for us to give back and to keep inspiring our people with a beautiful black film that's all about black love, black excellence. And, and you know, we need that right now. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Melissa Hazlip, documentarian. Her new project is called Mr. Soul. If you want to stream it, learn more about it, go to MrSoulMovie.com. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, for advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. It's Cafe Mocha's Black Music Month Trivia, brought to you by Puffs Tissues. She's an award-winning, classically trained pianist who found success in the 70s and 80s with her signature fusion of jazz. She was the first female musical director for the Grammy Awards, the Emmys, NAACP Awards, and more, and has performed and produced for Stevie Wonder, Herbie Hancock, Prince, Nancy Wilson, Sheena Easton, and Carlos Santana. Her song, Forget Me Nots, is one of the most sample songs in hip-hop. One of the world's top jazz pianists, she's Patrice Russian, Cafe Mocha Salute Them Awards Trailblazer. This Black Music Moment is brought to you by Puffs Tissues. A nose in need deserves puffs indeed. Don't you go anywhere. There's more mocha on the way. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is The Espresso, and I'm Angelique. In almost all 50 states, new laws are being passed to keep people from voting, and Stacey Abrams ain't having it. What we are watching is an attack on the systems, on the participants, and on the fundamental nature of democracy itself. These bills are anti-voter, anti-election worker, and they're a subversion of democracy. 
Stacy said call 888-453-3211 and tell our senators to pass the For the People Act and protect our voting rights. Dr. Dre's teaming up to open a public high school in South Central L.A. Gear to kids who want their own businesses. And on the East Coast, rapper producer Pharrell is opening a school for three to five-year-olds in Norfolk with this in mind. Education's historical problem is it tries to address the middle, right? And when you try to address the middle, you got some kids sailing, you know, faster and some kids falling behind. And we wanted to design an experience that was fit for every child's unique traits. Deadline is July 1st if you live in Norfolk. And all of a sudden, 17 years after everybody was singing the song and made it number three on the charts, now people want to cancel a Destiny's Child catered to you. <laughs> to that, Michelle Williams of the group posted this. Oh, honey, you didn't discern who you were catering to and you gave your little pearls to swine. Don't be mad at Destiny's Child. That's the espresso. That's my girl, Gigi Sweet, representing L.A. The mocha mix never sounded so good. Thank you, Gigi. Welcome to the Cafe Mocha family. That's the show. You can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Loving our brothers, men with strength, wisdom, assertive, and genuine in their spirit. It's the Cafe Mocha Swag. Hosted by Rashawn McDonald. Thank you, ladies. It's Rashawn McDonald for Money Making Conversations. This week, I sat down with Cafe Mocha Swag Award winner, Chef Rodney Scott, also known as the Barbecue Pitmaster. He's a James Beard award-winning chef and founder of Rodney Scott's Whole Hog Barbecue, operating restaurants in South Carolina and Alabama. He is turning barbecuing into a multi-million dollar business. I am trying to take over the world. I'm trying to spread the love everywhere. Mm-hmm. Because whenever you find a barbecue, you find people in a good mood, people having a party, people enjoying themselves. So I was like, why not spread this love all over the world as far as we can? You know, right. if it's me, it's absolutely great. If it's somebody else, it's, it's just as good. Mm-hmm. You know, let's 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 put it in as many places as we can. And every time I think about, should I do it in this state? Should I try it in that state? And I, I say to myself, why not? Just Just let's do it. Mm-hmm. And and my goal is to spread this love, this Rodney Scott whole hog love all over the world. If you want to hear this full interview with Rodney Scott, please visit moneymakingconversation.com. Keep winning. We've been on a tragedy. It's Cafe Mocha's Black Music Month trivia brought to you by Puffs Tissues. She pioneered the style which came to be known as couture hip hop with culture. From the iconic Uptown Records, she launched her career by styling over 200 music videos from a who's who in hip-hop and more. She authored the book Effortless Style, Career Lessons on Defining Your Public Image. She's knocked down barriers and opened doors that led hip-hop style into major showrooms globally. She's stylist June Ambrose. Cafe Mocha salute them, woman of style. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media, executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is 
girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, for advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.